You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Well, hello there. It's Sean, and you're listening to episode 193 of the Soul Forge Podcast. Welcome to the Soul Forge, a place of silent mystery, quiet contemplation, and outright mayhem. Join your host, Sean Vanderloo, as he guides you through the adventures of living. Together, we'll talk about life and love, sex and dating, joy and heartache, memories and loss, and so much more. Don't worry, it's not nearly as pretentious as it sounds. Get ready for life, the universe, and everything on The Soul Forge. Okay, so what have we got going on here today? Well, I'm doing another walk and talk because it has been quite a while since that's been something that I've done. And, all right, so it's a beautiful day. It's sunny. It's going to go up to plus eight today. That's plus eight Celsius. So what does that mean in Fahrenheit? I don't know. I know Fahrenheit or zero for zero Celsius in Canadian is freezing. That's 32 Fahrenheit for Americans. So let's say it's in the mid 40s. I don't know. Anyway, that doesn't matter. It's just a quick weather report to establish what's happening. And I'm not wearing a toque. I'm not wearing gloves. I'm actually a little bit too warm. So, here we go. Let's start. This is going to be a grab bag of topics. Nothing specific. A few things I want to cover, but mostly I just want to do a nice walk and talk because it's been a while and these are always fun episodes. Now, for context, normally when I do these in the past, I've used my microphone on my headphones that just come with the phone. But I recently bought a lavalier mic from wish.com. And what's a lavalier mic? That's just one of those things that clips onto your collar or whatever. So I've never tried it. I've never used it. I don't know what the sound quality is going to be like. Hopefully it's great. If not, I'll do what I can in the editing process. But let me know what you think of this little experiment, if you like it, if I should do more walk and talks, and what topics you would like me to cover, either on a walk and talk or regular at home in the studio kind of conversation. Love your opinion. It's always appreciated. Soulforgepodcast at gmail.com. And for those of you who do send comments, thank you very much. It's appreciated. And for those of you who don't but think about it, well, go ahead, pause the recording, send me an email. I'd love to have a feedback show. But anyway, regardless, I'm just trying not to fall down because it's slippery today. Okay, so where was I? Oh, yes, it's Tuesday morning, it's March 9th. This will come out on the 11th on Thursday, of course. But. It's a couple days before that, the weather's beautiful, and 
I was just listening to the No Stupid Questions podcast, and they were talking about coffee, because one of the hosts drinks their coffee with sugar and one does it without, so the guy who does it without said to the girl, he said, why don't you try it without, and so she did, and so she had an experiment, and she's continuing it on, and she says it's definitely not as good as coffee with sugar in it, but she's going to keep trying See if she gets used to it. So that's cool. But I was thinking about coffee. And I was going to do a whole episode about coffee. About the perfect cup of coffee. How I discovered coffee. You know, just coffee stuff. Coffee talk. And uh, I haven't done it yet. Is that something you would like me to cover? Just a quick episode about how to make the perfect cup of coffee. And a little bit about coffee. I could do that. I'm always looking for topic suggestions. So if you have anything, just let me know. Once again, soulforgepodcast at gmail.com. Okay, but what else do I want to talk about? Well, I was thinking the two main topics to cover today will be family and cancel culture. And what is this with cancel culture? What's that all about? Well, it's a huge thing right now. And basically what that is, is, well, I was going to say whitewashing, but it's not. It's removing toxic material from the pop culture landscape. And not just pop culture, from life in general. You know, like, for example, all those Confederate statues in the United States that they're toppling, because racism and slavery and all that good stuff is not so good. So they're getting rid of the statues and that kind of thing. And that's one form of cancel culture. It's getting rid of things that have been around for over 100 years. And it's definitely controversial. Why is that? Because it's a piece of history. And just because previous generations uh, promoted it and celebrated it with statues doesn't necessarily mean that it fits in today's day and age of... uh, political correctness and uh, taking everybody's feelings into account and all that stuff. And is that good or bad? Well, I don't know if there's an answer to that. Because if you erase history, then the lessons that we learn from history are lost. So my solution is to maybe get rid of those statues so they're not out in public and on pure display to promote racism and slavery and all the bad things. But don't melt them down. Don't get rid of them. Maybe put them in a museum. Maybe, like the Canadians did, we have some kind of uh, human rights museum, I think, in Winnipeg. Uh, But uh, do something like that. have Have a huge museum dedicated to this part of history with with interactive displays and plaques and that kind of thing. So, you know, put the history in its context. And that way, these statues are not lost to history. And just because they're um, promoting or celebrating the life of a bad guy, and bad guy is in quotes, of course, because to some the hero, whoever the people are, I don't even know, but uh, 
that that's the thing that we have to think about really do we want to totally erase history just like they're doing with pop culture for example Disney Plus uh, recently acquired the Muppet Show and what there's like 120 episodes and I think they're they took 18 of them and they edited it because of either controversial topics or they couldn't get the rights but there was one that they removed altogether because the the guest star was a pedophile or something i don't know what episode that was or who that was but if you're not listening to the muppet trek podcast with steven german you're missing out on a lot of good muppet star trek information so go check out muppet trek podcast on the play on nerds network and uh you can learn more about that stuff I'm, I'm out and about walking, so I don't have a computer in front of me to um, look up the information. So anyway, uh, that's one thing they're doing. They, they do put a lot of warnings and stuff, and I, I believe it's Turner Classic Movies who are playing all kinds of uh, classic films. And the thing is, a lot of them have uh, subjects that, I don't know if taboo is the right word, but definitely controversial, like blackface and slavery and racism and fat jokes and treating women like crap so that's bad so put a put a warning label on the thing and let the pop culture be consumed because it's part of the history some of those films are classic yes they've got some troubling issues but who knows in 50 years 100 years the people of the future will look back at our time right now and they'll be like, what the hell were those guys thinking? So, it's all about context. It's all about time. And you know what time it is? It's time for a podcast promo for another podcast right here on the ESO Network. I'm lifelong ensign Charles Kelso. I'm Federation Envoy Keith Johnson. I'm Fringy Counselor Veronica Dashel. And I'm Andorian Mess Hall Cook R. Allen Siler. And we're the crew of Earth Station Trek. Join us for episode reviews, discussions of themes and characters, and all the news from across the Trekverse. Our logs cover the full gamut of Star Trek. From the groundbreaking original series to the future of the franchise on Paramount Plus. With lots of stops in between. Join our crew aboard Earth Station Trek for your regular podcast escape into the Trekverse. Go bold or go home! And I believe I just played the promo for the Earth Station Trek podcast, which is a brand new podcast on the ESO network. And it's fairly new. I think it's only been on there maybe a week or two. I don't know, 100%. But the fact is, it's a Star Trek podcast, which I have not listened to yet. When Mike was uh, first proposing the idea for a Star Trek podcast on the ESO network. I told him I wanted to be part of it. And he's like, well, listen, you already got three. Do you think you can handle another one and your family life and other things like that? And I'm like, ooh, probably not, not without quitting my job. So I didn't become a part of it. I'm hoping to do something with it, be part of it, do a a guest spot or something eventually. But that's neither here nor there. It's uh, just a new podcast. Go check it out. And... Speaking of podcasts, I want to thank Mike for being the guest last week and talking about parental alienation. Got a lot of feedback on that episode. Uh, touched a lot of people. 
once again one of those things that people don't talk about too often so when it's out there in the landscape and people come across it they're like wow and so it was a heartbreaking story and people had a lot of sympathy and we're also very glad that they weren't alone so that was cool and uh what else that i'm going to talk about um podcast yes last week last friday night i was a guest on the two stoned dudes podcast and uh, it's an hour-long episode they called it sean vanderloo master podcaster and uh, i talked about my podcasting history uh talked about my history with being stoned and uh if you want to know more go check it out i think i shared the links on the facebook page for both rusted robot and soulforge so if you want to hear me talk about it you can i i know that episode is in the show notes in the link of the uh, episode description for the last rusted robot podcast that i did episode 327 so if you're looking for the link it's definitely right there and what else is going on um family stuff let's see what did i want to talk about family stuff for well you know my brother robin he lived with me for about a year and a half and uh, he's trying to get his life back on track and uh, i think the last episode he was on was the one called never go full willy-nilly so that's like four or five episodes ago check it out if you haven't and uh, so he's between employment right now because poor kid can't keep a job for some reason but uh, other brother Curtis found him a job and he told me about it yesterday actually and he told me to encourage Robin to go ahead and take the take the job because he needs to be employed so what it is it's house cleaning at a I don't know if it's a fly-in camp or what it is but it's three weeks there and one week off and he can make a fortune like up to four thousand dollars a month which is something that he's never done that's a good wage and so Curtis says encourage Robin to take the job so I texted with Robin and he's like well you know I'd rather have it two weeks on two weeks off and I'm like listen if you're unemployed you owe your brothers all kinds of money just take the freaking job you don't have to do it forever do it for a few months get ahead so he has a week to think about it apparently because he talked to the lady who posted the job so we'll see what happens um what else other family stuff well it's almost easter and uh i, I plan on taking my son bishop to the Sioux to go back home for an easter visit because i haven't been back there since uh november of 2019 when i went for a funeral and so I'm definitely due to have a nice fun visit. So Bishop and I are going and I'll bring Julie and her daughter if Julie's not working that weekend. So that's what's going on there. But speaking of family, something interesting recently occurred. And I don't know if it's interesting to you guys or if I'm actually talking to Bishop 10 years from now when he listens back to these episodes. But, um, so brother Robin, he's the youngest of us. And his baby mama, Jasmine, has been doing a lot of family research, family history, and that kind of stuff. So that we have a full family tree, which is a cool idea. So we recently had some developments. Uh, and she's been sharing things with me off and on. And it uh, turns out 
that my grandfather, Enzo, my mom's dad, he died in 2013. And so when that happened, my mom came up for a visit and we did some research because, well, I'm in Timmins, Ontario, and the rest of the family is in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. But my grandfather, Enzo, was born here in Timmins, left in 1947. His dad was a miner here in Timmins and died in 1937 when my grandfather was like seven years old. And my grandfather's father, his name was Fortunato. Fortunato Roncato. And so mom and I went to the library, did some research, found the grave of Fortunato, um, looked up all the information that we could find, and we, we couldn't confirm it because the records well, from, are from the 1920s, so it was very hard to see and make out. And it was photocopies of old newspaper things, articles. But it looked like my grandfather may have had an older brother that we knew nothing about. So, okay, well, that's very interesting because we do know that he had two younger half-siblings, Clara and Remo, his half-brother and sister. So, anyway, back to Robin's baby mama, Jasmine. She sent me some Ancestry.com information that said there's a, there's a Guglielmo Roncato who was born in 1920. And I'm like, okay, who's that? I don't know who that is. So the, uh, the website was updated by somebody named Clarissa. Okay. So Jasmine sends me a thing. She says, Robin won't message this lady to find out why she edited it and who she is and how she's related to the family. Will you do it? So I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. So I messaged Clarissa and I said, who the heck is Guglielmo? And it turns out that my grandfather Enzo had an older brother from a different mother, but same dad. And uh, let's see. So Fortunato was married to Clara and they had Guglielmo. Clara died and Guglielmo was sent back to the old country, back to Italy, I believe. This is from the information that I've been able to gather. And that's all very interesting. But uh, so, so, so Fortunato and Clara are married. Clara gives birth to Guglielmo. Clara dies. Guglielmo is sent to Italy. Fortunato stays in Timmins. He remarries Teresa, who is Bumpa, or Enzo. Okay, that's confusing. But uh, Enzo is my grandfather, but his nickname was Bumpa. It was like a short form of grandpa or something. I'm not sure. That's, anyway, that's, that's what we called him. We called him Bumpa, or Enzo. And... Okay, so now I'm confused. I'm walking and talking and trying not to slip. But anyway, Clara and Fortunato have Guglielmo. Clara dies. Guglielmo sent back to Italy. Fortunato's lonely. He marries Teresa. Teresa gives birth to Enzo. Fortunato dies. And Teresa remarries somebody named, well, we called him Papa John. So I guess his name was John. I'm not sure. That's I've only met him a couple times, and that was like 40 years ago. So 
Anyways, Papa John and Teresa have two more kits. That's Clara and Remo. And why is this fascinating? Well, because Teresa is my grandmother. Great-grandmother? Yes, great-grandmother. And had two kids, three kids, three kids. Enzo, Clara, and Remo. Fortunato had two kids, Guglielmo and Enzo. Fortunato's first wife was named Clara. Teresa's daughter was named Clara. But this was after Fortunato had died. So why? Why was Fortunato's widow, why did she name her kid Clara after the name of the first wife of her dead husband? Is that a coincidence? Is it something Fortunato wanted? Did he say, if we ever have a daughter, I'd like to name her Clara. And did he not tell Teresa that Clara was his first wife? All these people are dead. Most of them dead for decades, and there's no way to ask. But it's a very fascinating research topic. Like, what the hell were people thinking? And why did my grandfather Enzo never tell me about his older brother Guglielmo. Did he even know? That's the thing. And there's nobody to ask because all those people are long gone. So it's really weird. It's having all this family history and information and not knowing the context of it. So it's like, wow, there's so much that we don't know. But it is kind of cool. So why am I bringing this up? Uh, I thought it was a good idea. It's a little bit of family history, so my son Bishop can know about it. And basically, I'm working it out in my own head and talking to you guys because that's what podcasting is all about, especially the Soul Forge podcast. And uh, another thing, totally unrelated to my family, that dog wants to eat my face off. But anyway, you know my good buddy Renee. Hi, Renee. I know you're listening to the Soul Forge because that's what you've been doing lately. And I've been meaning to ask you this question for about a week, but I haven't because I wanted to talk about it on the podcast because it's very interesting and I didn't know how to get it included in an episode. But since I'm talking about family and weird things, here it is. Okay, so I've known Renee since the late 90s and we're both big Star Trek fans. And I recently realized that his three boys may or may not be named after Star Trek characters. And I'm wondering if he did it on purpose, if he even realizes it, and what his wife thinks. So, Renee, I want your full information. Maybe send us an MP3 or an email to let us know about the details. Okay, so for those not familiar with Star Trek, there's a live-action series from the 90s called Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and the captain of the space station was named Benjamin Sisko. And Benjamin had a son named Jake and a father named Joseph. And wouldn't you know it, Renee, his first son is named Benjamin, and his twins are named Jacob and Joseph. So that is the three Cisco men from the Star Trek design. Howdy, look what I got for you. I don't know if it's for me, but that's okay. Let's see here, it is for Gavin, there's, there's that. There's this stuff here. Thank you. You're welcome. And a uh, flyer. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Have a good day. Have a good day. Thank you. You too. 
So that's what's going on. Is uh, did Renee secretly name his kids after Star Trek characters and not tell his wife, or did he do it without realizing it? Maybe it's subconscious and psychological. I don't know. But when I thought about it last week, like these kids, the twins are like going to be 12 years old next month. So this is the thing that's been like in existence for over a decade. And I didn't realize it until last week when I was listening to a Star Trek podcast and they were talking about the Cisco family. And I'm like, hey, wait a second. That's the name of all Renee's kids. So Renee, let us know. Did you secretly name your kids after Star Trek characters? Or is it just a happy coincidence? Okay, so just looking back in my memory banks over what I've talked about so far. Talked about Star Trek, talked about, oh, speaking of Star Trek, yesterday I got home and there was a package on the table for me. And what would it be except for some Star Trek props that my good buddy Andrew made for me? Uh, Because I've known Andrew since grade six, 1987. We've been lifelong friends, big Star Trek fans, and uh, six or seven years ago, I was dressing up as Mirror Spock from Star Trek, the original series episode, Mirror Mirror, and I needed the knife that they had in that episode for a prop, and so I said to Renee, no, and so I said to Andrew, can you make me one of these? And he's like, oh, that's going to take some time. When do you need it? And I'm like, oh, for a couple weeks from now. So, of course, that, that was way too soon. And uh, it never happened. Uh, so I made something pretty crappy myself. But it worked. So anyway, yesterday, I get home, I open the box. And what's in the box? Uh, a wooden replica of that knife. Way better than I did six years ago. But he also made me a, uh, a Klingon digger with actual functionality and I made a video and I posted it on my Facebook and I posted it in the, uh, the Facebook group as well for Rest of Robot Podcast and the Facebook page for Soul Forge Podcast. So if you want to take a look at that, you can. It's also on my Instagram. Check me out at Darth Vaderloo and you can see that there too. So thanks, Sandra, for that. Those are super cool. And uh, so yeah, so there's that. Oh, and then there's candle cancel culture we were talking about. Did I talk about everything I needed to say in that? I think so. Like uh, the Confederacy soldier statues, the uh, oh, um, Space Jam 2 recently in the news because that movie's coming out soon. And what did they do? Well, they had filmed a scene with Pepe Le Pew, and he was getting his comeuppance because. Uh, he's a staple of rape culture because he's always attacking these women or at least that kitty cat cartoon girl and uh, when we were kids watching that it was no big deal it was just all Pepe Le Pew he's so bad such a cad but anyway I guess there's been multiple directors on the show and the first director made a scene where he was getting his comeuppance and the next director has come in and he's gotten rid of the scene altogether and it's been confirmed that there is no longer any place in uh, pop culture for Pepe Le Pew as a character because he's problematic. And I can totally understand that. Uh, but they're, they're also saying that maybe you should have left it in because it's a good lesson, a learning lesson for kids. 
and kids should know that this behavior is inappropriate. And since that was the scene and he was getting the beat down for being a bad guy, uh, they should have left it in, but they didn't. They took it out, so it's not going to be in the show, and we're not going to have any more Pepe Le Pew, which I guess is okay, but I don't know, because I grew up with that. And, and even when I was, what, six, seven years old watching Pepe Le Pew, and he was attacking all these ladies and trying to kiss them and stuff, I knew that it was a bad thing to, to be doing. Like, I may not have been consciously aware of it, but I knew that this was the wrong thing for a, we'll say a person, but a character, an entity to do. You, you, you don't force yourself on people. And even before I knew what that meant, I knew that it was wrong. So I'm, I'm going to assume that people aren't stupid. And you could have left the poor cartoon skunk in, in the thing, in the show. You know, but I understand why they took it off. So cancel culture, that's a huge thing. Everything's being canceled and, and recontextualized. And that's progress for society, but sometimes I think they go a little bit overboard. What do you guys think? I would totally love your opinion. Maybe one of you guys can uh, Skype in and we'll have a whole episode about cancel culture, opinions, that kind of stuff. Just let me know. Podcast at gmail.com So I think... That might be it for this episode. Um, obviously, I'm going to have to edit out a bunch of uh, sniffles and dead air and silence and stuff, but I'm going to leave it mostly intact because it's a walk and talk and you get the full mailman experience. So, anyway, thanks for jumping on the Soul Forge train with me once again, gang. Um, Where are we? We're in mid mid-May, well, almost mid-May, March, March, I would get May and March mixed up, but yeah, we're in March, and so that means the hosting fees for the podcast are coming up soon, I think in June, so if you'd like to support the show financially, any little bit of help is awesome, and the best way to do that would be to go to coffee.com slash restedsoul. There's a link on the webpage, soulforgepodcast.com. But uh, it's ko-fi.com slash rusted soul. Uh, it's, it's the, the whole concept behind the thing is that you can support your favorite podcasts by sending them a coffee. And so the minimum donation that they have set on there is three bucks. But you can do more. You can, you can do it once. You can do it multiple times. There's all kinds of things. I haven't gotten any donations for a while but I did get quite a few when I first set the thing up and definitely appreciate it uh, because every little bit helps so anyway if you'd like to do that go ahead I'd appreciate it and uh, other than that what else have I got to say Um, there's there's not too much talked about Star Trek talked about family stuff talked about Robin's job talked about Easter Yes, that might be it. So once again, thanks for coming on, listening to the Soul Forge. Appreciate your retweets and your comments and your support. And hopefully this actually recorded because of the new microphone, so we'll see. Um, Other than that, love y'all. Take care. And remember, I hope that one day 
you find the courage to break free before the chains start to feel comfortable and the cage becomes home. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Soul Forge podcast. Your support is greatly appreciated, and we hope you'll tune in again next time. Remember that you can visit soulforgepodcast.com for all of our social media links. And don't forget to share the show with everyone you know. The Soul Forge Podcast is your best source for living your best life. Think about it. All right, Sherry. The courtship is over. Getting there is Cancel culture now coming for Looney Tunes characters. The French skunk Pepe Le Pew has reportedly been cut from the upcoming Space Jam sequel after a New York Times columnist claimed the character perpetuates rape culture. That New York Times op-ed not only called to cancel Le Pew, but also his fellow Looney Tune character Speedy Gonzalez, accused of being a, quote, corrosive Mexican stereotype. Katie, your thoughts. Well, I love Speeding Gonzalez, so I'm very sad about that. But the Pepe Le Pew thing is interesting because I guess the scene in Space Jam 2 had Pepe Le Pew being reprimanded for his behavior. So instead of showing people a lesson, which we've all seen through books and pop culture and cartoons throughout history, uh, they're just simply erasing it rather than teaching people about the lesson of personal space. But Pepe Le Pew in this scene at least reminds me a lot of Andrew Cuomo. So. Uh, maybe a lesson should be had Ooh. when it comes to this portrayal. Kennedy, your thoughts? I kiss everybody. I kiss men. I kiss women. I kiss skunks. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's Pepe Le Pew is is aggressive. I have to say, and I agree with Katie. They should have left that scene <laughs> in because it could have been a teachable moment, which is what we really need mm. here. Uh, you could cancel everything. You could cancel yep. every comic ever. If Don Rickles were alive, he he would have been canceled. Uh, same for Richard Pryor. Same for George Carlin. You know, it, it, all in the family would not have existed. Blazing Saddles would never have been written or made. You can go back and you can pretty much cancel everything, which leaves us as an undifferentiated blob. Kilmeade, your thoughts. My thoughts is uh, Space Jam 1, 1996, was the best thing to ever happen to my family. It was a show I could, a uh, movie I could actually watch with my son at the time and was totally entertained by it. I cannot believe it took so long for a sequel. But thanks to the New York Times <laughs> and Dave Chappelle, Pepe Le Pew huh. now has a bad reputation and therefore has to be cut out. There's no end in sight for all this. Nobody is perfect enough for the masses. I'm not saying he's a perfect cartoon character, but believe it or not, I'm not looking to cartoons as my role models to this day yet, or I've yet to see one, uh, one animated figure that I can really look up to. That's such a great point, Brian, that nobody's perfect, and therefore, to Katie and Kennedy's points, you can utilize them as teachable moments. It's all more information rather than the deafening silence of the blob, as Kennedy calls it. All right, moving on now. Lots of royal bombshells from Prince Harry and Meghan Markle in their Oprah interview last night. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.